At Federal, we have products for every season and every pursuit. Our passionate and dedicated teams design, build, and deliver the world's best American-made ammunition, whether you're hunting, target shooting, or defending yourself and family. Our pride and hard work can be found in every box, ammo can, or bottle of ammunition. For us, it's always in season. It's federal season. Welcome to Federal Ammunition's podcast, It's Federal Season. I'm Jason Vanderbrink, President of Federal, along with our marketing lead, Jason Nash. And today our podcast topic is about camouflage and concealment. And we welcome one of our good friends and one of the best-known names in the industry, David Blanton, is with us from Realtree. David, thanks for joining us. Hey, Jason. Hey, guys. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here with you today. I look forward to it. So when we talk about pioneers, Realtree in the camouflage world is is the pioneer. They are they are the uh, the eight hundred pound gorilla, and we want to talk about patterns and clothing for a minute. But uh, first off, before we talk about the patterns and clothing, David, can you give our listeners just a background on you? Yes. Uh, well, I I grew up in South Carolina. I learned to hunt with my dad, and my brother, and and just love to hunt when i was in college i worked at a commercial hunting operation in georgia while i was going to the university of georgia and when i graduated i managed the plantation for a few years and then i moved to lagrange georgia where i where i still live today and i started a sporting goods store in 1987 called lagrange outdoors well that's about the time that bill jordan had just come out with Realtree, and, and Bill lives in Columbus, Georgia, which is 40 miles south of, of there. And naturally, I was one of his first independent dealers that was selling the original Realtree clothing. And of course, back then, as I like to call it, the designer camo, the, the Realtree, the tree barks back in the late 80s, nobody knew how to accept those. Nobody knew what to, to think. And uh, no one certainly thought uh, designer camouflage would be as big as it is today. Even Bill Jordan, it was uncharted waters for Bill even. And I met Bill because he'd come up to the store and we'd do some sales and Bill and I hit it off. And Bill being the, the great entrepreneur that he is, had a great vision of, of how can all he thought about was how can I get real trade to the next level to become a national success story. And the one thing Bill kept hanging his hat on was I need real tree needs a national nationally aired hunting TV show. And back in the day, Jason, you probably remember the only place to watch nationally syndicated hunting shows is on TNN, the old national network. Mm-hmm. And so Jackie Bushman, our, uh, he had started Buckmasters, and we sponsored Jackie, and Bill wanted a show on TNN, and he came to me one day at my store, and he said, hey, David, here's my idea. Why don't you come to work for Realtree, and let's just give this thing a shot. So I just said, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. I couldn't think of anything better than to travel around and become a cameraman for Bill and his friends. And 
film hunts all over North America. And I thought, wow, that'd be the life. Had no idea what it was going to amount to. As a matter of fact, Bill Jordan told me right after he hired me, he says, David, I have no idea if this is going to fly. I, I couldn't tell you, but let's give it a shot. So we bought some cameras, started videoing. And of course, it took us a few years to get on the TNN, but we finally did and, and, and quickly became the the most viewed hunting show on TNN. And, and I guess the rest is history. But Bill... Bill's vision was for Realtree to gain uh, household awareness, to, to gain that brand equity in the industry or across the country. He had to have real the Realtree name marketed before all the hunters. And the only way to do that back then was through television. So on, on that point, David, if you look back, I think uh, how, how our two companies and, and bef- you know the LaGrange story is an interesting thing that probably not a whole lot of people really know about you that you started with your own business and then when bill came and recruited you is really essentially the inception of Realtree. and then sure. going back with our partnership with uh jackie bushman we've, we were a founding partner with jackie 30 wow. some years ago and to this day we are still uh you know we came out with a line of ammunition this year called the buckmasters bonded ammo when jackie it's exclusively on the buckmasters show so i think wow. that's between our two companies that's pretty interesting that, That's that amazing because yeah, Jackie's been on television longer than anyone. Yeah, yeah, and that ammunition features a real tree pattern. It does. It is real tree pattern on the box. So fabulous. Uh, so part of of what made uh, real tree, and this I'd like to get your opinion on this. What made real tree be successful back then on TNN was, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. Realtree was really the first hunting show that showed the impact shot. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact. Jason, that's a great point. When we finally got clearance to go on TNN, I went to Bill because I was the cameraman, the editor, the producer. I didn't know what I was doing, but that, but that's what I did. And I went to Bill, and, and being a big fan of hunting videos at the time on the old VHS copies, I said, Bill, if we're going to go on television, one thing I would like to see us do is show the impact. And, and Bill said, really? You, you think we can get away with that? And I said, Bill, I do. I said, I think our viewer, our customer, I think they they, they would love to see that because of the other shows that were on at the time, they all kind of danced around that impact, as you remember. Uh, they wouldn't show it. So Bill says, well, that's what we need to do. Let's try it. So I give Bill Jordan a lot of credit to uh, to, to allowing us to go that route at first. Now, it was not smooth sailing by any means because after about, I don't know, six to eight weeks of airing our first year, we got a call from Mr. Dave Barton up at TNN, and he said, David, the next show y'all send up here to TNN, it can't have impact in it. And I said, say, say what? He said, no. He says, we're starting to catch some flack. This is before emails or text or whatever. He said, we're starting to get some letters in here. People upset that they were scrolling through their TV set and they came across y'all show and it showed a deer getting shot. And uh, I said, really, Dave? And he said, yeah. So we did not put impact in our next show. And I will never forget, they aired that show and then our phones rung off the hook by our customers and it absolutely 
inundated us with phone calls. Why did y'all cave into the anti-hunters? Why did y'all take impact off the air? And all I did, I gave them Dave Barton's phone number in Nashville. And about two weeks went by and Dave called me up and he says, hey, David, remember that conversation we had about impact? Y'all can put it back in (laughs) because the hunters made their voice loud and clear and they allowed us to put it back in. That's great. So, so yes, I, I do think that was a, had a that was a that was the reason why Real Tree Outdoors became the highest rated television show. And to this day, how many how many monster buck videos do y'all have out? Jason, I think we're working on number twenty eight or or twenty nine. Wow. Is is where we are right now. And and what it do you? Is, it's amazing. What what do you think of uh, of of from the early '90s to from Monster Bucks to the digital Monster Bucks that you have today, is to our to our listeners, tell us about how you think broadcasting. I mean, in a relatively short amount of time, has just absolutely uh, changed wholeheartedly. It has, and you know, back in the day before we started on TNN, we started Monster Bucks in North America, and we sold a lot of VHS. And then I will never forget. <laughs> Monster Bucks 10, we were faced with a huge question. Should we try this new format that they're calling DVD? I don't even know what that is. I mean, like, really? Are people, are they going to buy a round disc instead of a VHS tape? We don't get it, but let's try it. So we we actually were scared to death to start DVD. And, uh, but, but, so... The VHS, the DVD sales just reached an all-time high about 10 years ago. But then as as outdoor television has become more popular and the Internet has become more popular, people's fix for that, that deer hunting tape or video, they can get their fix now through television and the Internet as opposed to going to a retailer or going to Walmart and buying monster bucks they don't have to have that because we still get those stories every day now people go i could not wait till may the 15th i would take my 20 dollars into walmart and i would buy both volumes of monster bucks i could not wait that was the most important day of the year well those days have changed because just as you said people don't have to have the dvd to watch deer hunts anymore and and when we look at it turning that from the history of Realtree really on, on your startup with, with bills. If you look at um, how, how camouflage in itself has, has evolutioned. I remember back in the day when Realtree Advantage came out and I, I hunted in <laughs> Michigan and Realtree Advantage, it was, it was like a godsend because it looked like yeah. oak trees. And back in Michigan, that's all you have is oak trees where I hunted and, and it couldn't get any better than Realtree Advantage back when, back in the day to yes. edge this year. So how does, how does, can you give our listeners kind of like, how does the ideation of a camouflage pattern develop? Well, honestly, people really, they have a hard time believing it when I say Bill Jordan, he is the catalyst behind our patterns. He truly is. Bill, it started with him tracing the bark of a white oak tree near his home here in Columbus, Georgia for the original real tree pattern. 
And as, as computers advanced, as graphic designers became better, Bill Jordan was still the driving force behind each and every one of the particular patterns that he would come out with. Bill would spend sometimes up to two years working with our design team, a graphic artist, placing different elements here and there and shades and light until Bill, it was, I'm convinced that Bill Jordan had it in his mind what he wanted it to look like on the shelf. And it took him sometimes a long time to get there through the printing processes and building the engravers at the, at the textile mills. But Bill Jordan, he was he is the reason why these patterns look so real in the stores because Bill has always said the pattern, the real tree patterns have to have shelf appeal. A, a hunter has to walk into a store, see the fabric on a jacket or a shirt or a pair of pants and look at that fabric or that pattern and go, wow, that looks awesome. That looks like where I hunt. And, 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 of course, technology has made the patterns crisper, uh, higher definition. Uh, but Bill Jordan, he to this day, he, he literally he designs these patterns. That's uh, that's interesting. Can you tell our listeners about uh, you know you and I are going Osceola hunting in a couple weeks about your new patterns for 2020? Well, let's let's talk about that real quick, Jason. You know, I'm, I, I was excited to be going on this turkey hunt with you, but then when you just told me before we came on air that you're going to charge me for turkey hunting tips, yeah. while I'm down there. Well, I thought you know, whitetail hunters generally, yeah. I mean, uh, I think that's only sp- only fair, really. You you charge no, I, you charge I, me for t- for tips all the time, so. I, it, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, you never paid. I charged you, but you never paid. That's so right. You can only I take guess. so much free ammo, right? no no so so when we go to florida in a couple of weeks uh and i'm i'm honored to to go down with you to to your little honey hole down in south florida we will be wearing the realtree timber pattern which is one of our hottest patterns out it came out about two years ago and it is going to look just fantastic down there in south florida around those palmettas and those live oak trees how about it's going to be a great time how about real tree edge? That is a that is a sexy pattern right now. Yeah, edge is our flagship pattern right now. And you know, people say, how often do you come out with a, with a with a pattern? Probably from five to seven years. The the dealers and the retailers and the distributors they're the ones that get to that point where, hey guys, we need a new pattern. We need a new pattern. But really, the life expectancy of a pattern is five to seven, maybe eight years. And edge is our number one pattern right now and it is as you said it is sexy looking it looks great in so many different uh scenarios it really really does yeah it is we can't wait to try that out so so tell our listeners about what what do you feel is is the importance of concealment whether you're waterfowl hunting turkey hunting deer hunting but what is the importance of concealment well you got to look like your surroundings and, and and of course you can do everything from a concealment standpoint, but if you move at the wrong time or you leave something uh, left like duck hunting, if you don't if you don't paint your face or or camo your gun, you get that that sun glare off of it. The deal's over with. You you, you got to hunt smart, but 
at the end of the day, the camo patterns have to look like the environment that you're sitting in, whether it's cattails or grass uh, out west or an oak tree or whatever it is, it has to look like your surroundings. And if you remember way back in the day, we did those commercials. How many hunters do you see? Oh, yeah. Those were, to this day, those are still the most impactful, effective commercials we have ever run on television. Because back then, you literally, if you, if you could not see the guys until they moved. The only thing I, I remembered is is sometimes in some of those ads, I'd look up in the tree and there was this big University of Georgia hat. And I figured, <laughs> I figured you had to have been up in that tree somewhere. <laughs> well, that was, was that Herschel Walker, maybe? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, goodness. So can you tell us about, as far as every all of our listeners, I mean, they just you're such a, a well known and such a great ambassador of the hunting industry. Give us a cut. What is your what if you had to pick one of your favorite hunts? And I know you've done lots of them. It's hard to pick one or two, but what's the most memorable hunt that you've done? And then what is the maybe your even sometimes your most memorable is not your favorite, but but uh, a couple examples of of hunts that just to this day stick into your mind. Well. One of the questions I get asked sometimes in seminars is, was your life ever in danger? And, and there's one hunt that I'll go back to, and I'll make the story as short as possible. But we were turkey hunting in South Texas one year, and we had a bunch of outdoor riders down there with us, Bill and myself and some of our pro staff guys. And for some reason, this 45,000-acre ranch, it was an Encinitas Ranch, we were down there turkey hunting. The, the the cow the, the cow herd down there was just wild. They never saw people very often. The bulls were wild. This one particular spring, the bulls were really, really, really ornery. And if they saw you, they would chase you. We were given fair warning from the from the ranch manager, if you see a bull, stay away from him. Do not go near him. And he had caved in the side of a truck the week before we got there. So I had a outdoor rider by the name of Mike Pierce from Kansas with me one morning. We were working this turkey, and we come around this wall of mesquite trees. And I look up. I got this big 40-pound camera. This is back when cameras were huge. I had this 40-pound camera on my shoulder, and I'm trying to work this gobbler. Mike's got the gun, and we're, we're trying to sneak and get in a better position. I look up, and there's this bull at 80 yards away with six cows, and he's looking at us. <laughs> and, 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 and listen. I don't mean that the bull sat there and thought about, should I run at them? <laughs> when the minute he saw us, here he comes on a full run. The next thing I know, Mike and I are standing about eight feet off the ground up in an oak tree. <laughs> Mike, I, I mean, it happened so fast. I don't even remember getting up there. By the grace of God, there was an oak tree near us that we could climb up. We were up in this oak tree. This bull has slid up under us. His snot's going everywhere. He is wanting to stomp us to death. Mike looks at me and he goes, oh no. And I go, what? And he goes, where's your camera? And I, I said, uh, I, I, and I looked out beyond the bull about 20 yards past the bull. I had set the camera down on the tripod without realizing it. I looked, I looked at the bull right below us, and I looked out at the camera at 20 yards, and the camera's a $60,000 camera, and I looked at Mike Pierce, and I said, Mike, that's not my camera. That's Bill Jordan's camera. 
and, and luckily, after about 30 minutes, the bull left, and we got down out of the tree, and I got my camera that he didn't see the camera. So that that, that hunt always sticks out. But but I have to say, my three sons, filming them each kill their first deer on video, was it has to be a highlight. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, uh, my two oldest were nine, and my, my, my third son was 10. And I videoed them all shoot their first buck on camera. And that, that was truly, truly special. How about how about your biggest buck that you've uh, caught on camera? The the biggest buck I've ever taken was a buck we call Houdini, and I shot him in Kansas about five years ago, five and a half years ago, and he uh, he ended up grossing right at one ninety, but less than twenty four hours before I shot him, he was a little over two hundred inches because we had a trail cam picture of him where he had about 11 inch inline point that he had broken off within the 24 hours that I killed. Oh, uh, but he, that's the biggest buck I've ever taken. And, and that, that is a, one of our, uh, most talked about TV shows ever. And what, what's your favorite, uh, monster bucks edition? You know, monster bucks 10 has to be one of my favorite because that was the year that that we first went to dvd i'll never forget that because that was a big deal and bill bill jordan uh missed a deer in wyoming that year with a bow that had to gross close to 200 inches and we called him stickers we've we've never seen that never nobody ever saw that deer again but to this day, that is the single most talked about monster buck hunt of all time. And it's a miss. Wow. If, if that tells you anything, yeah. people love to see these TV hunters miss just like they do. Yeah. They yeah. love it. Not to mention this deer was a freak as far as big. It's incredible. Absolutely. Well, David. I think uh, this will give our listeners a, a great background of, of yourself, of Realtree, uh, of your hunts, and uh, can't thank you enough for being our guest today. I look forward to uh, hunting hunting with you in a couple weeks. Um, well, Jason, but, I'll be there, and you know what? I'll bring a notepad and a pen so I can take notes. And bring some money. And bring, bring some money, because <laughs> I'm going to pay for these turkey hunting tips. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's been an honor to be here today with you guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it, David. And uh, again, thank you for what you're doing for our industry, because not only are you a, a great hunter, you're just a great person. And uh, we can't can never say yeah. that enough, you know, because you're you're what David Blanton on TV is the same as you get David Blanton at the campfire. <laughs> well, thank you, Jason. You're kind and I look forward to hunting with you in two weeks. Yeah. Thanks, David. Have a good day. OK, okay buddy. All right. Take Bye-bye. care. Meet the industry's widest variety of game-changing ammunition. However you shoot and whatever you hunt, fortune favors the prepared. And nothing prepares you better than Federal Premium. It's a gold standard advantage delivered directly from the experts in premium ammunition. Find your Federal Premium Advantage today. Welcome back to It's Federal Season and our technology segment, Tech Talk. Welcome back to It's Federal Season podcast and our technology segment, Tech Talk. 
It's mid to late March and turkey seasons have opened in states like Florida or on the cusp of opening across many other states. Federal leads the marketplace in turkey loads with so many great offerings from heavyweight TSS to third degree, which is the official freezer filler of the meat eater, to Grand Slam. Joining me today to talk more about the systems is Adam Moser, Senior Manager of Product Development for Shot Shell. Welcome, Adam. Thank you for having me. What we want to talk about today is our heavyweight TSS product. It's such a hot thing on the market right now. Uh, when we first came out with it a couple of years ago, it was just slammed. It was amazing how, how many people wanted to get their hands on this product. And now that they have, they, <laughs> they can't take it off. I mean, it's, it's just a fantastic product. So let's talk about TSS and our cartridges and the advantages that we provide hunters. Sure. Um, first off, TSS stands for Tungsten Super Shot. It's an alloy comprised mainly of tungsten, 95% actually. Uh, that, that makes it 18, per, uh, 18 grams per cc, um, which is 20% more dense than our previous heavyweight tungsten at 15 grams per cc, and 56% more dense than our lead products. So that's the real advantage of, of Tungsten Super Shot is that density, its ability to maintain downrange en- energy and velocity. So when you when you look at that, Adam, tell our listeners of if I if I shoot a number nine, which is a, which is our bestseller mm-hmm. in tungsten, what would that be like if you were shooting a regular lead? Sure. So what we look at when we compare lead versus tungsten is the the penetration energy or the ability for that shot to go into a medium. Um, and number nine has at sixty yards the equivalent penetration energy as number five lead. So if you're traditionally shooting lead number fives, um, killing turkeys at forty yards. We've seen that you'll have that capability with number nine tungsten. So what what has TSS done? And, and Jason Nash uh, covered it greatly. I mean, it is the hottest turkey load out there. What has it done though in the small gauge? That's that is the rage this year. Right. So because you, you've gone to a denser shot, you can go to smaller pellets, which allows you to pack more in the payload, and therefore get away with say a 410, which we've we've introduced 410 and number nine shot, and have the same range as a 12 gauge number th- or three inch lead shot. So um, it's really, you know, opened up the doors to hunters and their options. When it comes to selecting a gauge for turkey hunting, you're no more limited to 12 or 20 gauge, but you can go into those sub gauge um, offerings and shoot number nine shots, still have 300 pellets like your, you know, 12 gauge three inch lead would have. So uh, I think our three and a half inch eight by 10 duplex has over a thousand yeah. BBs. Yep, it does. So we've combined eights and tens, um, really set out a lofty goal to get as many pellets in one of these TSS loads as possible. At two and a half ounces, it's a whopper, um, but it does. It has over a thousand pellets. And um, on average, we're seeing, you know, the traditional turkey counter looks at their 10 inch circle at 40 yards, you know, and 100 pellets was always kind of the benchmark. Can I get 100 pellets in that 10 inch circle? You know, some of these loads, we're topping six, seven, eight hundred pellets in a 10 inch circle at 40 yards. That, that, that in and of itself, that defines jellyhead, yes. right? We as turkey hunters, we always say jellyheads. You get 500 BBs to the, to the head. Mm-hmm. That turns it right into jelly. I was, I was talking to, to our uh, custom shop people last week, and we just did a custom shop load of 10-gauge TSS in nines and I, I, at 2 and 5 eighths ounce. Oh, wow. So I'm not sure how many BBs that have, but it would, be, uh, it would be interesting. Yep. It'd be right up there, probably eight 900 pellets. Yeah. So how about um, as far as is cost, why does TSS cost so much more? Sure. So it, it's a rare earth metal, you know, like anything, it, it's going to drive price up. Um, so it, it, the availability, obviously, of the raw materials is what drives the cost. And, you know, if if you're used to buying lead shot around, you know, a buck or two bucks a pound, this stuff is on the order of $30 a pound. So it's, it's drastically higher. And that's why you see the cost um, of these shells. 
So what's the difference between our third degree, which is what Stephen Ranella endorses, and that's our line of meat eater ammo this year. What's the difference between third degree and TSS? So TSS obviously is 100% of tungsten super shot. Um, it gives you the, the best downrange patterns, long-range lethality, tight, tight patterns. But what we really tried to achieve with third degree was a balance for those people who may be hunting turkeys at close distances, um, but also want the option to shoot turkeys at 40-plus yards. So in that load, we've combined tungsten super shot, traditional lead shot, and our flight stopper lead. Um, the reason for that is the flight stopper lead being loaded at the front gives you close range forgiveness on your pattern. So if you have a turkey sneak in on you, um, that number six flight stopper gets out of the wad first, it's at the front and it spreads and gives you a more forgiving pattern at close range. The number five lead is loaded in the middle, which gives you that you know traditional 40 and in uh, performance. And then the, the tungsten super shot number seven is at the back. It's the last to come out of the wad. It maintains the center pattern um, and has the furthest range. Adam, you talk about the wad. How important is that flight control wad to the system itself? It's extremely important. Um, with with the reintroduction of new flight control, we redesigned it um, to work in all chokes. So it's now the flight control flex works through both ported and non-ported chokes. Um, it gets it gets the shot out of the gun, and then separation occurs um, downrange away from the muzzle blast, where everything can kind of come to a steady state and then evenly release versus traditional front opening wads that peel open like a petal. And a lot of people ask the question about tungsten shot and barrel damage. Mm -hmm. I think that's mostly a thing of the past, but it's still a topic that's out there as we visit with people at shows. Correct. Yeah, being that tungsten is so hard, it maintains its roundness very well, um, but it does. In the past, people had concerns with barrel damage. Our flight control wads are a very robust wad. They're designed to shoot steel shot, um, preventing any abrasion with the barrel and the shot. So you really have no concern. Plus, these loads are buffered very, very well, um, which also gives you another layer of protection. So when you see the surge in 20 gauge, we talk about 410 because 410 is just, it's fun shooting turkeys mm -hmm. with 410 in states where it's, that's legal. But 20 gauge really it is, 20 gauge today in TSS gives you like three and a half inch 12 gauge performance. So talk about our growth in 20 gauge that we've seen. Sure. Yeah. I mean, just what you stated, um, it gets it gets you in to more gun options. Um, you're, you're still loading an ounce and a half, which is plenty of shot when it comes to, to TSS. You're still topping 400, 500 pellets in a 20-gauge load. Um, good velocity is 1,200 feet per second, so more than enough killing power um, in a variety of, of loads. We, we've got duplex loads in 20-gauge as well. We've got straight sevens, straight nines. Um, all of our turkey loads to date are in 3-inch. Um, just, just a very good offering. Another uh, thing about Custom Shop, you know, we, we have seen a tremendous amount of TSS orders come through to Custom Shop. A lot of 12-gauge, 2 and 3 quarter inch loads have came through it. I think our, as far as turkey loads, though, 28-gauge, I believe, is our best-selling Custom Shop load. So uh, we've seen the fat of 28-gauge grow just, just I mean, uh, unbelievably amount of growth in 28-gauge. How about a 28-gauge for turkey with TSS? Yeah, again, I mean, it, it sounds to reason that it would be a very, very good performer. And it's, and it's no surprise that people are gravitating towards that with the increase in popularity of 28 gauge. Um, it's hard to find a, a specific dedicated 28 gauge turkey load. So um, being that the fact that they're coming to our custom shop tells us a little bit of what the consumer is wanting. You know, another thing we, we noticed was kind of funny at the National Wild Turkey Federation show. And Federal is the official ammunition of the NWTF. Uh, we have our logo, their logo on our box, and we, you know, donate back some funds from the sale of our product to continue the growth of wild turkey populations and their habitat. But uh, it, it was kind of funny to see that there's some T-shirts and different companies talking about stepping on their head to stop the flop. 
I had a lot of people come to the booth and say, there is no flop anymore when you shoot TSS. Uh, have you heard that at all? Yeah, no, it, it uh, definitely have heard that before. It, it kills them right in their tracks. Um, you know, we, we talked about this over and over, but the advantage of, of tungsten, not only the density, um, its ability to maintain downrange energy, but its lack of deformation. So when it hits something, it doesn't deform like lead is. Lead is soft and malleable. That won't penetrate as well just, just because of that fact. Um, so the fact that those pellets are getting in, shattering, you know, the bones in the skull, it's no surprise. Stop the flop. Well, Adam, it was great to talk with you. Appreciate you coming on and explaining in detail. You know, it, listeners don't always get a chance to hear from the people who build the products, and, and that's what we like to offer on the show. So appreciate your time and, and your great efforts on developing those shells. They really work awesome. So Thank you. Um, thanks for coming on. There's a time and a place for every season. This is that time, and these are those special places. When preparation gives way to anticipation, rituals, and traditions. Friends, family, forever. This is what you live for. It's time to celebrate the annual tradition like no other. It's federal season. Welcome back to It's Federal Season and the News and Notes segment. Welcome back to It's Federal Season and the News and Notes segment. I'm Jason Nash, head of marketing. Uh, keeping with the turkey theme of this episode, I uh, want to take a minute to highlight our turkey takedown promotion that's out right now. Um, if you spend at least $20 on any federal turkey shot shell ammunition, you can get 10% off the purchase price. Um, you can either keep the rebate, this is unique, or you can donate it to the National Wild Turkey Federation. Again, keeping that habitat going, um, the wild turkey is one of the great success stories of conservation in the last few decades and just a fantastic organization. We're proud to partner with them. Um, there is a minimum spend of $20 and a maximum rebate or donation of $20 per person or household. Product much, must be purchased between February 1st and May 31st. Look for more details on the promotion at federalpremium.com. And also you can find some federal branded merchandise on the website. We're running specials all the time and introducing new styles. And uh, we also have a Make Ammunition Great Again hat out. Uh, to fit with the political theme going on right now. And uh, so check that out as well. Our next podcast is scheduled to release on April 16th, 2020, and we're going to have a little different theme. We've had a lot of fun so far on the podcast, but we've got a pretty serious topic. Um, a law enforcement guest is going to come on and talk about an experience that he had using our product, HST, in defense of his life in a forced situation. So really a compelling story and a great testimony to our law enforcement and to our product. So looking forward to uh, having Officer Bill Gray on. Until next time, remember, it's always federal season. If you like the It's Federal Season podcast, be sure to let us know by filling out a rating and review on iTunes. And remember, for us, it's always in season. It's federal season.